Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to languages for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Dent, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks of Neolothotep as we transition from England to our next destination. More on that later. Uh, but first, I would like to thank our patrons for their support of the show. And so if you are listening and you have not checked out our, our patron at patreon.com slash the old ways podcast, I encourage you to do so. And uh, yeah, come have fun with all of these wonderful people uh, and their sordid lives, which we got into a little bit last week. Uh, so let's get into introductions and talk about who's at the table. And then we will go from there. So to my right. This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and um, damn it, Lillian made me feel things. Yeah, the feels, they do eventually arrive. You can only hold them back for so long. And I think it's reasonable to blame Lillian. Actually, you should blame Simone for collecting all of the clothing together to, to set. It, it's almost like a like that game of mousetrap, you know, like when one, one, one trap goes, and then the next, and the next, and the next. So uh, to, uh, to Miss O'Shea's right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and I think it's time to uh, to buck up and move on. Hmm. Interesting. Very introspective of you. Uh, at the end of the table. Yeah. No, you've got a long and somewhat sordid history of dealing with the police and also not liking it. Yeah. Even when I was a cop. He didn't like it. Uh, and to Jack's right. This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tattenbach. And then um, he's got a lot to do, but sobriety is not one of those things. Yeah, no, the doctor was quite in the bottle last uh, session. He was uh, self-medicating as best he could and uh, might run the hotel out of liquor if he's not careful. More on that later. Uh, and last but most certainly not least. Uh, this is Alex. I will be playing Simone, question mark. I take full responsibility for the feels, um, and I'm looking forward to more. As am I. And so we raise the curtain tonight back on Walton on the Nays as some of the investigators are beginning that in that, uh, in that day after, as it has stretched into evening, they are piecing a few more things together. So we join Lillian and uh, Dr. Tottenbach as they're going to begin discussing a few matters of important. I had uh, put myself together, showered, gathered Lawrence's items that were left outside my door. I kind of just take a deep breath and bottle it, you know, lock all of it away because we have other things to do. Um, and so I head out in search of, of Dr. Just probably sitting in the common room where he's been. Yeah. I first poke my head into his room and don't see him, but I smell something 
awful. Yeah, there's a, a strange confluence of smells in here. I immediately leave, <laughs> turn around and go um, down the stairs and find Doctor sitting in the common room. Does he have a bottle or anything with him? or Probably a half a bottle of wine and glass. I take a seat um, in a chair next to him and Doctor? Lillian? How are you doing? I've been better. Are you are you okay to talk? Uh, yes. Uh, there's very little in this world that could keep me from talking. She gives him a, a small smile and kind of clutching Lawrence's things. We have some uh, matters of uh, import to take care of before we discuss other what might be happening next for us as a group. There's the matter of Lawrence's body and making sure it gets back to his family. Um, we have an address somewhere on his family. Um, I don't have an address. Maybe we could go through some of his things to see if we can find something. If not, um, I would ship his body back to Carlton Ramsey um, to ensure that it gets to Lawrence's family. He reaches out, Lillian, it's fine. I will deal with this. All right? But but uh, no, I have uh, clothes I have clothes he right here. He just takes those too. I, but, I have done this a hundred times. But what are you going to put for causes? What's the truth? He fell. Okay. Massive contusions to the chest area. I would not falsify such data. I am a doctor. I, I tried cleaning up his, his body some when I was there. I washed his face and... Shh, it's okay. I, I, it, I, it, I, but doctor, fine. but doctor, we gotta take care. He needs, he needs to go home. He sits back down. Lillian, he does not need anything. You need him to go back home. But, and that is understandable. Don't, do not concern yourself more than you have to. Again, I have dealt with this many times, and I knew that this was coming. You have already dealt with this once. So, you let me take care of this, okay, Liebsen? Hmm? Hmm. He pours her a glass of wine and slides it forward. You drink this, doctor's orders, and I will go deal with everything else, okay? She takes the, the wine glass in both hands and kind of just downs it in one... In one fell swoop and, and and puts it down. Okay, doctor. Um, please let me know if you need me for anything. If I do, I will. You will be the first to know. But while I am dealing with this, perhaps you and Jack and Maeve should sit down and start discussing our travel plans. We have stayed in Walteron's maze on the maze as long enough, and I cannot abide to stay here not even one more day. There are too many things to remind me of. Lawrence and what we experienced. I think we need everybody here for that, Doctor. It can't be. You begin to talk, and I will be back soon enough. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send Mister Mister Ramsey a telegram to let him know that that Lawrence is coming. Wunderbar. And with very little more ado, he from he grabs his cane and stumps out of the room. Okay. Leaves the bottle of wine, by the way. Sure. Mr. Shea, in your reading of the Book of Ibon, you get the immediate sense that within every single page there is something written and something hidden. You'd swear there are two different colored inks. Sometimes the, the black ink, the standing text that uh, you're used to reading, it fades a little. There's almost a, um, a green shade to it. You find yourself huddled in that robe again. Your window shades are open, but the window is closed. You've positioned the chair in such a way as to glean as much light as you can from the window. And you're also allowing whatever heat that sun will give you to warm your back. Because it is just, it's far too cold here. You couldn't wait to get the robe back on, honestly, because it covers you on head to toe. Mm -hmm. 
why don't you give me a intelligence roll? Dif- hard difficulty. That is 60 out of 90. Okay, so you can either spend 15 points of luck or you can push or you can just fail. Up to you. I'll spend the luck. Okay, you spend the luck. You begin to decipher a new working, a powerful one. Okay. It does talk about several components that you are going to have to have to get it to work properly. And so you immediately go to the satchel that you brought from the Misser house. And you start digging in that satchel to see if, just by chance, you might have dug up some of those same components. And one of the components it asks you for is dried blood. And sure enough, your fingertips secure a vial of this dried and powdered blood taken from an unknown subject. It's also asking for figs. Fresh or dried? Fresh. Okay. And you're not certain that you can get them in England. Above that, though, there is some working that you have to do with the blood and the figs. There's some sort of foci. It looks like it calls for a a bit of a specific type of leather, a worked leather. And that this has to be inscribed with the dried blood and the juice from fresh figs to create a, an ink of sorts. And that uh, under a half moon sky, you can inscribe this working and gain this incantation's effects. The spell in question that you get is called Wither Limb. It looks like a rather nasty incantation. Doesn't sound like a very friendly spell. I don't I don't think so either, but if you didn't know it any better, you think this might have been used on Lawrence. The information that you get from the book makes it fairly clear that the spell's damage, the the horror that it rots on human flesh and any mammal therein is permanent. The cost is great from the caster. I'll give you the nasty, nasty particulars later. (laughs) Uh, But that's one of the first spells that you uncover from the Book of Yvonne. Jack, several hours later, a couple of members of the uh, inspectors from Scotland Yard and their fellow constables arrive back. There's three of them, and with uh, Inspector Barrington as well. He steps in while you're probably having dinner. He excuses the fact that he has to interrupt you, but he points to a, a seat. May I? Absolutely. Well, I wish there was something to investigate other than a burned house. Burned? When my men arrived, they said that it was a conflagration. Tips of the trees out back had been scorched. It looks like there was some evidence of a some sort of campfire there. And a great amount of the ground had been dug up. Were you, were you present at that? I don't believe so, no. Well, sadly, they didn't find any survivors. They must have come back after we left. It's possible. But from what my uh, men are saying in London, there's been no sign of the Foundation's head, Gavigan. And also, it didn't appear that the Foundation was open the past few days. My men are having a hard time finding uh, Thomas Kennery, his assistant, as well. I'm assuming he must be in on it, or met an untimely end, I don't know. I do have, there's a where uh, a dock where they were shipping artifacts in and out of England. Really? Where? I put the name of the uh, the dock number in the statement here. There's a lot of slips in Limehouse that are nothing but the worst for uh, black market goods. I'll have my men check that out as well. All right. So they may be there. They may be trying to slip out through there. I don't know. From everything my men have reported back to me about the house, I, I can tell that you and your associates here dealt with some pretty difficult things they said the the grounds out back were fairly um, 
fairly bloodied, but you all don't seem to be in too awful of a state. Hmm. Some. I don't have anything to suggest to me that your part in this was any sort of, by any sort of aggressiveness on your own part. I'm not, at this point, willing, Mr. Doyle, to charge you with anything. Although, my men said they did find a fair amount of 45 caliber ammunition casings on the ground. Some of them in quite a few piles. You wouldn't happen to have seen or heard any automatic weapons. No, uh, the only the only gun I had there, I did have a 45, my sidearm. Sure. Well, if you wouldn't mind... I would like to take some of those casings um, and then compare them to the, just for assurances, compare them to the the loads that you have for your forty-five. Of course, of course. I'm not accusing you of anything. It just seems rather strange to have so many forty-five caliber casings. There were traces also of magnesium on the ground. Flares? Yes. We did uh, send up a couple flares. Were you signaling someone specifically? No, we were trying to provide light. Ah. They were fairly useful in the war, but um, if everybody can see, then everybody can shoot. Right. All right, then. Jack, why don't you roll me, say, charm or persuade? It's not really a fast talk, because that's not really what you're doing. But one or the other is is fine with me. Some Some type of direct social maneuvering. You're not necessarily lying per well, se. Well, could I use fast talk? Yeah, I guess. I guess. I suppose, given the, um, I'm doing a little delicate dancing around the truth. You are uh, in that regard. Yeah. Yes, forty-nine under sixty-three. Okay. Yeah. Give Mr. Barrington a roll here and see if uh, he picks up on the fact that you're being a little loose with the truth. I kind of assumed that he knew I was being a little loose with the truth. I, I think he does. I think what his concern is in the moment is that it sure looks like somebody at Miser House had an automatic weapon, and no one seems to have, no one's copying the fact that there was an automatic weapon used. Uh, but his 71 is just not going to be enough, even with his skill to ferret out that you're being really loose with the truth. He nods. Well, at this point. Scotland Yard's not going to be prepared to charge you with anything. Although, I am going to ask that you consider moving on from England. That would be our next movement. I mean, you were all very helpful with the Egyptian murders case. It's now wrapped. uh, And everyone is happy, save me for having lost my partner. But, But yes... As far as the yard is considered, you're, you and your people are free to go. Well, I thank you, Inspector. Uh, we need to arrange for shipping our friend home. Oh, yes. And then we will move on. Understandable. Well, he stands up and his men kind of step back and fall in line behind him. Give my uh, regards to Miss Lane. Hopefully she's doing well. She is taking this rather difficultly thought she might. Good evening. Steps away. I'm Inspector. Yes. I sincerely hope we never meet again. I don't take it personally, Mr. Doyle. I know exactly what you mean. And uh, don't take it personally at all if I continue to recommend you make your time in England very short. Of course. He walks out of the hotel. So, Simone, with the latter half of your day... Um, having collected everything and having kind of steeped in the tea, which is Mr. Forsyth, what do you think your brain's going to do with post-room cataloging? There are really only a few options at this point. I will uh, catalog my room, I guess. I'll find something to change into. None of this is really going to feel right, but I need to wear something that is not uh, murder clothing. I'll find a place to, you know, basically burn the gory rags that are left of my whatever I was wearing before get some closure there and I will probably follow the doctor around because there's only a few things that I know right now for sure 
the doctor is going to operate at kind of a level of maximum harm reduction, regardless of what's going on or what choices are being made. So he's not a threat. Plus, you know, if my memory serves, he's some sort of psychotherapist, which might come in handy if we're on a clock. So I will try to get my practical wits about me, tidy up, get kind of everything in order, and essentially check out. I mean, I know that we're not, you know, I, I the rest of my belongings are going to be with me from, from here sure. on out, I guess. So, so when you check in with the doctor, he is probably filling out forms. With a, a studious hand, he's beginning to go over the forms. Peek over his shoulder. What does it look like he's doing? It looks like he's writing out the particulars of a death certificate. Mm. Grizzly affair, doctor. Sounds tragic. Well, we all have a part to play in this. This, unfortunately, is the part that I must play. I'll just kind of slide into whatever chair is nearby, and I'm not sure what happens from here on out, but uh, I feel woefully unprepared. Woefully unprepared. I would say that that delicately describes the situation. Yeah. I feel more than enough woefulness. And who can be prepared for something like this? Will you be making whatever journey gets decided? He will be going back to Chicago quite soon. I have already dressed him for the, for his trip and relinquished his personal effects to him. Will you be following him back then? I will not. It is unfortunate that our work in this world is perhaps larger than the grief that we must endure with the loss of our friend. Doc kind of leans on an elbow, looks at you, looks at Simone kind of casually. Simone, I have a question for you. I'm perk up. Who are you? That's, that's a really good question, Doc. My problem is, for lack of time, my uh, exploration period will be cut a bit short. So, in the service of uh, efficiency, I was hoping you could help me find out. I will kind of, like, narrow my eyes and, like, grip my jaw and probably look pained, um, almost, like, frustrated. That's sad. Mike, can I get a psychology roll on this? Yeah, go ahead. Fantastic. That's a 99, sir. I don't see shit. <laughs> He's been drunk since 8 a.m. Um, so you could push that roll. You know what? I think I'll give it a shot. Okay. Um, the doc is going to... Uh, He's going to assume that uh, initially he is completely dumbfounded by the whole concept of, you know who Simone used to be now versus what he seems to be at the moment. Sure. So he takes a deep breath and kicks back a shot of whatever is left in his glass. Kind of shakes his head a little bit. Okay. But I will need you to be 100% truthful with me. I wouldn't know how to lie about that that I don't know. And that's a 97. <laughs> <laughs> so his being dumbfounded leads to you being dumbfounded and you realize that you might be just a little out of your element except that it's it's got to be some sort of multiple personality right like hmm. you, you begin going back to collegiate studies and you begin thinking about some of the other cases you've heard about and you kind of sort of go with Simone on this verbal journey through uh, some of the test cases that you saw hmm. and in classes that those of those that dealt with the mind rather than, rather than the body right well it, it is possible I suppose that you have developed uh, multiple personas that are perhaps a reaction to trauma in your childhood 
I'm very much alone in my own head, Doctor. Hmm. Well, that's enviable. Unfortunately, mine is like an old attic. He taps his brow. I never get rid of anything, good or bad. Hmm. Well, this is not something that we will be able to just unravel right now, Simon. This is going to take some time. I'm going to have to speak to you on a regular basis. This is why I'm attempting to discern your uh, destination. Ah, uh, well. Considering I find you uniquely qualified, considering the uh, laws of nature that have been at play. <laughs> laws of nature. You know, I used to have such respect for that saying, laws of nature. And now I find that they are just loose suggestions at best. They are scribblings of a deceased mind. And yet, they are the laws that we are stuck with. I will help you. I have decided. We will begin tomorrow. Once I have finished this bottle and gotten a few hours of vomit-free sleep. I, uh, while I appreciate this, there is one thing that I would ask of you, Doctor. Yes? Do not call me by a dead man's name. Do not call you the name that you introduced me to me by? Simone is gone. Forever. All right. We will explore that more tomorrow, too. But what should I call you? Hmm? If I had that answer, Doctor, I wouldn't be standing here. For now, I will call you Hans. I will call you Hans. Just for the time being, until we come up with something better. It will do. All right, Hans. And I do believe that you have also hit upon a subject that we all must talk about. If you will come with me, we need to discuss our travel plans. And I'm thinking that the, time, the hour grows late for us to be making them, so... He stands up and straightens his shirt. I can look in the mirror. I feel like a Hans. No idea. I follow the doctor. <laughs> yeah, so the two of you walk out and uh, you head downstairs and see Jack finishing up uh, a few things. There's a plate of food nearby. The area down here is relatively empty. Otherwise, um, it's probably around this time that... Miss Lane and, and Miss O'Shea are going to eventually get hungry for real food. That will come. There's there's no way around it. Uh, and so the five of you sit down. Doc pulls out a chair and eases himself into it. Oh, Mike, I also wanted to let you know that I took the belt that had her knife hilt. Mm -hmm. It's wrapped around her thigh so right. she can keep her knife on her at all times. So the proprietor brings out kind of a larger plate. Uh, it looks like it's got a varying selection of food items on it, breads, cheeses, etc., some sliced meat, and he he sets it down with a, with a bit of a sigh and says, it, it is off-season, uh, and so if, if you all are going to extend your stay, I, I need to know sooner rather than later so we can go to Colchester and, and get more food. No, I, I believe we'll be leaving... Very soon. Unfortunately, our uh, business is finished here. Well, I can't imagine with what uh, with what I've heard from the clinic and seeing all those men from Scotland Yard, it's been a good outcome. Good for some. He seems to just kind of stand there for just half a breath and and steady himself. Um, even your proprietor stares at the empty chair at the table. And he um, says, let, let me know if you need anything. Thank you for all your assistance. It's the least we can do. Some of those people that you brought back were people from town, people that had gone missing. I didn't know. I was unaware of that. We didn't want to talk about it, of course. Uh, but there were people who would take walks on the beach or there would go into the, the moors to go fishing and end up missing. I'm happy that... We were able to return them. Hopefully they'll be able to recover. It was a horrible situation. That sounds like it. He leaves you, the five of you there. All right. So Inspector Barrington has given us leave to leave the country. That is good. 
am finds that I have had my fill of England. Me too. I think we should go somewhere warmer. Yeah. I know originally I had said something about going off to uh, Shanghai, but I think uh, I think we should go to Egypt. I think that's the best play right now. I agree. I also think that we should go to Egypt. Many signs are pointing there. I'd rather not take a ship. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we can uh, cross the channel and get a train or something from Paris. I'm going to say now that I survived going to uh, France once, and I would rather not die there this time, so let's try to avoid danger. Let us spend as little time in France as possible. Yeah. Okay. I have no business in France. Well, um, you mentioned a train. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of trains that cross most continent. Maybe we can take something down to the south of France or Italy, perhaps. Somewhere we, we will have to take a a ship at some point. We have to cross the Mediterranean. I would like to stay on terra firma as long as possible, of course. But I am not opposed to taking a boat if we have to. It should be a short trip, I would think. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely going to be shorter than crossing the Atlantic. Yeah. Considering that trip felt like it took forever. We need to contact uh, Ramsey. He might be, he might know, uh, what a force, how to get a hold of Forsyth's family, maybe give us an address to send him home. I've already sent him a telegram. Help when we get a return reply, let us know and we'll do what we can to take him, take care of him. The rest of the arrangements have already been made as well. Okay. The plan is to send um, Lawrence's body to Ramsey and have him send it. Unless he already has an address for us to send. But, I mean, if he does, that's great. If not... It would be nice if Ramsey was able to deliver Lawrence's body himself to give his condolences to the family. You may as well send the rest of his things back as well. I sighed, I saw Simone. We'll keep whatever we might need. Uh, his weapons. Did I ever see him with his stone? Oh, yeah. No, he was a, a pretty frequent fiddler. The, the stone that he had? Was was it on his body at the time? Uh, in a manner of speaking. Was that the crystal that was in his chest? Okay. Crystal, Never mind. crystal, crystal pieces. Okay. It would be as if someone had rhinestoned their skin. That's how it ended up. Or use it like buckshot. Sort of. If he had taken a bullet directly to that uh, stone and it shattered into yeah. his skin. That's sort of the way, except that... When he got hit, the stone seemed to have taken some of whatever Gavigan threw at him, or however it happened, because the quite honestly, the investigators here are not familiar with what happened. We have no idea what happened. Right, you only know he came out malformed and then eventually met a terrible fate. I have an idea. Yeah, you do now. You're fairly certain that the the pieces of gemstone that were stuck in his skin were most likely... The stone that he carried in his pocket for for forever, and almost used it as a a religious icon to douse what was going on. I am certain that all of you have noticed. We will discuss the elephant in the room. Am I the elephant doctor? I wasn't going to be that direct about it, but yeah, everyone. We have dealt with many things, and we all know that the human mind can be a complex place. Yeah. For now, it would be greatly a great help to myself and to him if you would not refer to him by the name you knew him before. I'm calling him Hans for now. I kind of wrinkled my nose a bit. It's good enough for my brother. It's a lovely name. We will be discussing his issues, his mental trauma, and we will be I will be doing my best to help him with it as I do with all of you. I expect all of you to treat him as you would before. Mm -hmm. I understand this is inconvenient, but there are some things that haven't changed. If we're going to have this this kind of discussion, we need to talk about something else, too. I would strongly recommend that, uh, Maeve, you stop summoning that thing. Was it of no help? We're not saying that. I just... I, I would rather... 
you just stop doing that. I mean, I, that's I can't put it any other way. It it creeps me out. I understand that, and I reserve it for dire situations. The last time it saved the doctor. I do not deny it did, but Liebchen, what is the cost that you are paying? And you cannot tell me there isn't one because you and I both know there is. These things are not free. No, and that's why in situations that I don't think we can win, I ask for help. This time, he just happened to be a little late. I can't control that. That is no, that is not what I am saying. Do not do not think that your efforts are going unappreciated. We appreciate it. We just think that maybe it would be best if you didn't do that very often. It's only been twice. You are climbing down a very dangerous hole, Alice. You can think that. I also understand being creeped out by things you don't understand. Why? I think I understand it quite well. It's a large snake. What is not to understand is tube, head on one end, tail on the other, eats bodies. Yeah, it's not that complex. The fact that it comes when you call, that is a little more complex. But I am willing to forego all of that in favor of being concerned about you, Liebchen. I don't want to lose you for a few sparkling moments of usefulness. You are not a hairbrush. Uh, keep, keep her, Mike. Yes, sir. Could you describe the robes to us again? Are you are you wearing the robes down here? Mm-hmm. I I won't get out of them now. It is a um a well crafted silken black robe that is adorned in the center with an inverted ankh, and. They can either be open or closed, depending upon the person who's wearing them. I assume Miss O'Shea wears them closed. Like, is the inverted onk the showpiece of the, like, is it, well, like, head to toe? Yeah, well. Or is it small? The onk itself is in the center of the robe. And so I would say that the um, the arms of the onk probably cover, they probably Y out at, at near, near the middle of the chest. And that the bottom of the onk bows out near the belly. It's not like neck to foot. It's probably two and a half feet tall. It's like a graphic robe. Um, yeah, one could say. Let's be like, there's like a basically, it's on the torso, right? Yes. The, okay. Yeah. Speaking of that, are, are you going to continue wearing those robes all the time? I'm going to have them modified. All right. You might want to hide that inverted onk on it because we're going to Egypt. That's why I would have it inverted. Also, I don't follow the Black Pharaoh, so I do not want that on there. Okay. I suppose then, if we turn our brains to the travel portion of the situation, if you're planning on going at least overland at some part of it, you'll have to make a decision about how you're going to leave England. So there are a ton of different rail services on the continent. It's, it's no secret that there is a luxury train service that leaves London and has service through Calais and across France. It is well known. It has been well known since the late 1890s. It has had its service modified in many ways, but it is available to you should you choose to go that path. And that would be the Orient Express. I think it is actually not a bad idea, especially because once we get to Egypt, our fates are going to be very much in question, including where we're going to be sleeping, where we're going to be staying, and what the conditions are going to be like. I think we should perhaps take this one last chance to be comfortable hmm, before we get there. And to be fair, Miss Lane, you would probably be at least somewhat familiar with the services the train offers, not that you've been on it per se, but given your family's time, having spent some time in Europe, especially in France, uh, it's a luxury train service. It is likely that your father has taken it before. I think we'll be very comfortable on, on the Orient Express. 
Sounds like a wonderful idea and wonderful. So, when do we leave? Tomorrow? I do not wish to stay in this this village another day if I do not have to. Yeah, yeah, we will leave in the morning. Well, if we are leaving in the morning. Doc raises his hand towards the bartender and makes the one more gesture. <laughs> he eventually comes around. Uh, another doctor? Um, do you have any sherry? I do. Wunderbar. I will take a bottle of that. He supplies it. Yes, so uh, we will be leaving in the morning. I'll prepare the bill. He turns around. The group gets a solid night's rest. It feels like the rest you should have gotten last night, which was taken from you from as far as your scattered emotions, uh, returns. And you are, all of you, able to get a mostly restful night sleep. Jack, you might be a little troubled when you wake, but it's not so much that others will notice. And so when morning arrives, Miss Lane, you get a envelope. Two envelopes, actually. Under my door. Yep. One you knew was coming. The bill. <laughs> and boy, is it. Unsurprising, you've been here for almost two and a half weeks. You have almost exclusively used the services of the hotel to make phone calls and to eat and to drink. The 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 last few days of the the liquor portion of the bill, Miss Lane, are something dramatic. In my head I'm I think that I'm gonna have to have a talk with the doctor at some point about his um his habits. The second envelope is a telegram. From Mr. Ramsey? It is. He offers his condolences. Stop. He gives you an address and says that he will be wherever he needs to be. Whose address did he give? He gives you a New York address. Like his address? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. The one thing I want to do is make sure that we have all of Lawrence's items packed up from his room um, to send back as well. Um, his per with the exception of anything like if he has any weapons if he has anything that might cause his family some concern like any occult items or anything like that I can't imagine he does yeah, I don't think Lauren's had any occult items he, on him he, carried, he collected any of that stuff and I want to make sure that his half um, his letter I'm assuming I find his letter to his parents unless um, Hans took that I did not it would have been back it would have been um probably with the rest of the paperwork that I found. Yeah, it, it looks like for the most part what he's what he was trying to do was explain to his family why he'd gone to England. And you see a lot of very creative uh, massaging of truths here. And you see what he's trying to do. And it looks like the, the there's two pieces of paper. One it looks like was more of a rough draft of what he was trying to do. You can see all of these sentences that have been scratched out like, sentences that just will not work. They're unexplainable. I take the one that's probably more like his final his, his final version and make sure that it is in a place that his family will see it when they get his belongings. Are his belongings light enough for me to carry to take? Um, so I want to take that stuff over to the clinic to where his body is and I'm assuming that Doctor, you've already arranged for his body to be for to whatever address when we give it to them. So I make sure and I give yeah. the doctor at the clinic this is the address that we want to sure. just ship it out to. My next stop is to then send another telegram to Mister Ramsey and let him know that the body will be en route to the address and that he put. I don't know how long, how long does it will it take two weeks? It'll probably take a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. To keep a lookout in the next in two weeks for the for the body for Lawrence's body to arrive okay and then the morning for the rest of you is really just getting your things together and preparing to head back to London I'll probably put on regular clothes to make them feel more comfortable how does uh, recovery as far as hit point recovery yeah so it is one point per day Mm -hmm. uh, unless you were under the care of a direct physician for your wounds. And that's up to the doctor. Yeah. I wouldn't call me a direct physician. 
Can you indirectly direct your attention to my one out of 17 hit points? (laughs) (laughs) If you want to make a medicine roll, go ahead. I would. Uh, That is a six under 82. So that is a extreme. Oh, uh, okay. I'll say for an extreme roll that uh, you can heal two more hit points, Hans. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So you are mending, although it is a long road physically. You're still having a trouble gripping things with your other hand and arm, mostly because you're in a ton of physical pain as the much of the muscle group there was, was damaged. It's okay. I'm a southpaw now. That's right. After a couple of hours, London uh, comes back into view. The train from Walton and A's hits Colchester, and then it heads directly west-ish. Until it gets to London. And you kind of feel a little trepidation coming back into the belly of the beast. Because you don't really know what happened to Zahar Shafiq. You don't really know what might be waiting for you here. I decided I don't like this town anymore. I left you up for a reason, Jack. Well, we're going to leave it again. I think that's a very fantastic idea yeah me too if you are going to venture on the orient express it probably would leave that day at about 2 30 leaves from victoria station it doesn't make calais until several hours later winds through the countryside so i guess my question to you miss lane as uh, you are mostly the financial arm of the traveling situation well we, we could use yeah, you so, have Elias's funds as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like to use that, then... Yeah, let's, let's give uh, the Lane family a break. Tickets on the Orient Express are pricey. They are not beyond your means, but I would assume that given your desire for quiet and for luxury, you are going to be paying for first-class tickets. Yeah. And so really what it comes down to for you all is deciding where you're going to end your journey. How far does it go? It goes from from London to Calais and then down through down through Switzerland and Italy. And then eventually it goes to places like Belgrade, Sofia, Constantinople. Mm-hmm. You know, that might be the best place to go because if we go to Constantinople then if you inquire there at the agency itself, the travel agency mm-hmm. itself, they'll tell you that you can take it all the way to Venice. If you're, if you tell them that your end going goal is is going to Cairo, you could easily get a boat from Venice to across the Mediterranean. Ah, I love Venice. Or you could find um, a less reputable train company that could take you south, maybe towards Athens, and you could sail from Athens across to Port Said. And then from Port Said, you take a train into Cairo. I mean, we can go from Venice to... Uh, Plan on going to Venice for yeah. now. No reason to, uh, you know, take planes, trains, and automobiles all the way over there. Yeah. I've been traveling so much it wouldn't be funny. Yeah. It will be a um, several-day journey, obviously. And depending upon your decisions along the way, if you'd like, you could arrange your travel itinerary to allow you to board and disembark as well to give yourself some options in case you needed to relax or if you wanted to see some of the more luxurious sights along the way. I think we should. I think we owe it to ourselves. We have been work, work, work since we got here and we don't even know what work we're doing. It has been one stress on another. I definitely think we should sightsee. If you want to, we can do that. Um, so you arrange for specific tickets that allow you to get on and off the train as necessary. And then you also arrange it so that way your luggage can be safely secured with Orient Express porters along the way too. So that way it can be shuttled to and from the hotel as necessary. Yeah. Which they take pretty seriously. You get that definite feeling, Jack, that like this train company takes its passengers and their cargo really seriously. I like that. 
they tell you that if you want to leave today, it's probably a little too late in the day to to get on to get arranged because the seats are mm-hmm. pretty well oh, filled. But but tomorrow, two thirty, here, and uh, we'll be happy to show you how train travel is done. Okay. And they issue you a bunch of tickets for the Orient Express. All right. We'll get a hotel. Nothing fancy. We'll stay stay away from the Waldorf. <laughs> I will go find a place to have the robes modified. Okay, you're going to go to a tailor? Yeah. How would you like them modified? Just basically take their onk off and repair any damage that taking it off would do. Okay. I mean, it's embroidered silk, so they'll be able to to likely take it off, but um, they ask when you need it by. Tomorrow by 2 o'clock. Okay. If they have to, they can replace it with green fabric. They're concerned about the um, the silk being damaged if they try to replace things. So they'll go through it with some very, very um, careful needles to pull out the embroidery. You'll pay a premium for it, but it's it fine. sounds like they'll be able to get it done. Yep. Because F the Black Pharaoh. Okay. So we will settle in right there. As you uh, hunker down in a hotel for a night near uh, Victoria Station in preparation tomorrow to board the Orient Express bound for France. So, some rather exciting things ahead of us. And uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, enjoying the show. We appreciate your feedback. If you like the show, give us a review on any of the apps that are out there. Reviews help us because they help people find the show. So thank you so much, and we appreciate your listening ears.